0: Recorded live from Stockton, California, this is jamming with the Best.
1: Hello, friends. Kyle's on the board. Yep. Working that.
0: Last week with Stanley.
1: Yeah. Episode 95 here. We got a winner for this beaut right here.
0: That one's going in the basket. I don't know if a homie's going to putt with it. Or it's off the tee, but I'm calling in the basket at some point in its life.
1: Yeah. So the winner of this disc is Rude Dog. R U D E D O G G.
0: Shout out Rude Dog. Good job. So
1: man. I gotta figure out how to hit him up on YouTube. I've never hit anyone up on YouTube.
0: Him or her could be or a Rude her. Girl. Yeah, or her. Rude girl dog. I
1: don't actually know. So yeah. Congrats. Lucky you. Get a sign. Page Pierce Soul. Nice. Yeah, so we had some. Uh, we got to drop the plasma orbitals. Oh, O2B yeah. Open plasma orbitals.
0: That's cool. I don't think they've done that plastic mold combination no, yet.
1: People weren't very fast to react to our post about it, mm-hmm. but the people that did were stoked. Yeah. So that's I think a it'll true
0: be, true fan right there. Yeah,
1: it'll be like a cult type disc, maybe. People well,
0: orbitals like super flippy. What twelve? Like 11? I eleven?
1: I think maybe. Yeah,
0: eleven. Definitely, I think that one's—that's their most understable high-speed driver. I, I would, remember right. I would think so. Yeah,
1: that's cool. It—it's got one of those PLHS that are like on the
0: on the table when you set it down. Almost like a Mamba is probably a decent comp. Yep. Uh, Tempest is a little faster, but yeah, our sail's a little slower, but mm-hmm. yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, so we got those, and they look pretty cool. The same OTB open mini
0: stamp mm-hmm yeah that that's, this is the-, the first uh phase or wave either one you use phase or wave it's also a disc from mvp <laughs> and it's
1: if it's phase it's spelled different but the artist that made the stamp is yep. jeff phase also phase yeah so phaser beam the phaser beam
0: we got to see him this weekend yes we did i think we'll see him next weekend too yeah he's i'm playing. not
1: playing next weekend
0: but no for sure i mean i'm not signed up that's why we added more holes i thought Oh, maybe. Was to get you and Sam oh, hell signed yeah. up. I'm in then. <laughs> yeah, we've got more holes, so. Sweet. At some point, sign up. All right. I'll just add you guys right now.
1: Yeah, here we go. Getting into tournaments.
0: Yeah, we had a tournament last weekend. We had mm-hmm. to take that shit down. Ribs didn't be take darned. It down.
1: I did not take it down. I played with Jer.
0: Yeah, I played with Sam. We, we tied for
1: fifth. Down. We shot a 13-13, and these boys shot a 14-17. and a 17.
0: 17 man, we went. We started that round with 16 straight birdies, yeah. Not me, and we knew we were going for the perfect game. And that
1: hole, it's like it's not the easiest hole, hole 10. No, it's actually one of the harder gaps to hit. If, yeah, and right now the hyzer's not as tempting,
0: yeah, because there's, no there's no
1: skip. So, I, me and Jared both went up to go, I actually almost aced that hole. Nice, we thought we had to ace out in order to have a chance,
0: and yeah, depending on how far along you were you maybe did
1: i think we did 100 yeah. And percent. i actually almost aced it with a reactor up the gut it was a pretty cool shot
0: all right i'm adding you guys right now yeah dude we knew we were going for the perfect round <laughs> it was like halfway through and like all right we're nine through nine and then we just kept birdieing along and there was maybe one hole really that i was worried about and that was going to be gold eight I thought that was probably the toughest one yep. of the last stretch. And it's not that tough, but like it's it's got more trees in the way than it's any other. it has got trees hole. on
1: both sides. Yeah. And trees late.
0: Mhm. And so it's just it's well guarded for the course that we were playing. Yep. And it was it's not all like pitch and putt. No. You know? Definitely not. It was it was mostly in the short, but enough uh, you know, I think in
1: the mid. I feel like it was a lot of 320 to 360 type yeah. throws.
0: Yeah, exactly. So not like a 160 to 260 type course, but <clears throat> yeah just kept rolling along 14, 15, 16 holes, ended up hitting the gap, got absolutely no skip, but that was fine, put us like 30 out. And Sam was putting like a madman. It was either he, we were taking my shots and he was making the putts or anything that I putted off of his was like 20 or less. So I hadn't really putted that much most of the round and his putt was on fire and he just drilled cage. And I stepped up, took a little extra second because I knew it was for it, and put a good height, just missed a little bit right. Yeah. We birdied the last hole, and we ended up having to go into a playoff with Sap because they had us by one. Sap and Austin had us by one going into the second round. They were tied 15 down. There was two teams at 15, I think three teams at 14, and three (laughs) teams at 13. Yeah. So it was eight groups of two within two strokes of the lead. Yeah, it was crazy. It was real tightly packed. We didn't have much margin for error, as shown by we shot 17 and we still needed <laughs> to play off.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the course isn't, especially for open doubles. It's not hard.
0: No, not at all. Like you, every you need to hit them.
1: You like I feel like every holes must too.
0: Yeah, so we were, uh, 31 down on 37 holes.
1: Yeah, we bogeyed a hole.
0: Yeah, we didn't bogey, but Which every was, par feels like one
1: which was real bad. We actually made a kind of a, it was my fault more than anybody's. Well, we made a bad decision on mostly cause I didn't want to want to walk back to the other lie. Yeah. I just like, ah, oh, let's just pick this one. It's, we're going to get up and down. Mm-hmm. And that's when we bogeyed. Cause it wasn't hard. I like it still should have been, I should have made the putt. I should have made a better upshot.
0: Yeah. But, that was our first hole of the day. It was 16. Yeah. It is one of the tougher holes.
1: Yeah, it's nothing too crazy. It's what 365, 370 maybe. Yeah, a
0: tiny bit downhill. You've got tree line and water on the right side and then like two small trees in the middle. I feel
1: like there's like two alleys basically. 100%. There's a left alley and a right alley, but then mm-hmm. neither one of them are that bad.
0: No, no, they're not wide open, but there's there's plenty. It's probably like yeah. a 25, 30-foot wide gap that you yeah. just kind of need and, to peer the top. And there's only
1: like two or three holes on each side separating the gap. So it's not like it's like lined with trees the whole way. Yeah. And I just like got over on a forehand a little too much. It was early. My forehand was a little erratic early. I haven't played it. I hadn't played in a while. So
0: I wasn't sure I was going to be able to throw forehand. You
1: looked awful warming up. I told Sam he's going to have to carry you.
0: Yeah. It was bad. And he did, he did play better than I did throughout the day for sure. But I was, I was, I put in work. We used plenty of my shots. I didn't feel bad at all. And I thought like, especially warming up, you were there with my first throws of the day. And it was <laughs> like nursing that, that little rib injury and like, all right, I'm going to have to club up on everything. Yeah. I think the first few throws that I threw back in, like they weren't terrible, but everything was 50 to 75 feet shorter than what I expected it to be. <laughs> and in my forehands, I was so ginger with those first few forehands because mm-hmm. it was all bad. I think I hyzered out a leopard three, like a beat up leopard three, was like got full flight on, <laughs> on all the forehand I was willing to give it.
1: For like three hundred and twenty feet. Which no, is, like two twenty. Which is much shorter <laughs> than Danny throws.
0: Yeah, I've got a decent forehand. That's that's yeah. one thing that that's probably the best attribute of my game. I don't even think probably. It's, yeah it's definitely it's definitely is. the best. Part Danny of my
1: gets game. his forehands like, I don't know, four twenty four fifty at times on good days.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a pump
1: for sure. It is a pump, but I've there's holes. Yeah. Like uh what's it called at a s f o whole four three
0: yeah, three that's like a four hundred fifty foot pump, yeah, little downhill, a little downhill, yeah. little downhill, but that's that's for sh- that's like the top end of my throwing flat yeah. forehand, and it's gonna get a little flex, but like throwing flat, and then if you really forced like a a big flex, I don't know what we could get to, but it always sounds so hard to get a forehand over four i'm like i'm i'm down da- I'm downplaying it for sure, yeah.
1: It's not something you do all the time, but no. you can. So,
0: yeah, I was sore that next day too. Like every every shot hurt. Not not like crazy bad. It's it like it's not awful, but was, you you know it's there.
1: I was sore as hell too, but not anywhere I thought I would be sore.
0: Yeah, did you tweak your ankle?
1: I did tweak my ankle on the first round. Yeah, I was just like walking down the fairway. We have a lot of holes, a lot of gopher holes and True. stuff, and the, it just got mowed, and so I couldn't see. I was like laid over.
0: Yeah, I almost went down on one because of that same thing. Those yeah. holes did get covered up.
1: Yeah, I definitely went down, and yeah. I like sat there for a second. <laughs> but this hurts. I didn't, I didn't like it very much.
0: What about Jer after getting up from doing whatever he was doing, squatting on that hole? Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know what he wants us to share.
1: Yeah, uh, Jer was uh, uh preparing festivities. Festivities. And he was, like, kneeling down next to his bag for, I don't know, five minutes.
0: Yeah, too long for an old man like (laughs) Jerry. And it
1: was late in the day. It was, like, we had, like, I don't know, seven holes left of the round, the second round. And Jerry stands up, and he's, like, oh, boy, I'm tired. (laughs) And then proceeds to throw, like, the most nose-up, like, hyzer shot.
0: And it's probably one of the shortest, like, two or three holes that we play all day. And granted, it's
1: a hole you got to be like kind of touchy on because there's water directly behind it. There is. Um, So I got throw like a big hyzer, and Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to throw like a stalled nose up hyzer shot. Yeah, and he just like fluffed it nose up, and it was like seventy five short left. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Yeah. But his reaction when he stood up was like, "Oh, I'm
0: tired." Yeah. So fun doubles tournament. We had 146 players. I think was the final. This weekend, unsanctioned singles. Yeah, perfect weather.
1: Seventy-seven.
0: Yeah, and we'll have like two hundred twenty heads out there this weekend. I think that's a lot. Yeah, I had some double IPAs, Oof. a couple of kegs of double IPAs I out stopped there last drinking
1: weekend. At the very end of lunch, because I was like, "Oop, I'm a little buzzed right now, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any to do this anymore."
0: Yeah, I think that was the least I had drank at a tournament, uh, like a windjammer tournament, in a while. I yeah, limited it. I was I on some too. other drugs. Uh, I was on some some painkiller, like anti-inflammatory. Really, it was just a bunch of ibuprofen. But they scared me off. Like man. your stomach will start bleeding if you have more than three drinks. And I'm like, well, <laughs> double IPAs. I'm just still going to count them as one.
1: Yeah, I had a few, and I was like, all right, this is double IPAs hit you fast. Yeah, especially when you drink them at nine in the morning.
0: Yeah, I think I had one before the rounds, one or. two. Two in between, one after.
1: Yeah, I left the early, too. Came and to watched some UFC.
0: Gave everybody a cup, too, for the players' pack.
1: Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It does make sense. And trophies were...
0: Yeah, these coasters that we had a few extra. So this was Duclo, our new hire. He's been he's been with OTP longer than you, technically. Yep,
1: he made the website. Yeah,
0: he did. That was late 2016. But we've got him on full time. He made he made these and the trophies. hmm So also the All Star weekend. Yep. Was, the All Star event was this past weekend. The Nico Ace.
1: Nico Ace was sick. Yeah. What a shot.
0: And that boy can react. <laughs> I like, you know, yeah. I like the the enthusiasm and the raw emotion. Mm-hmm. It's more than I would do, but you know what? That's fine.
1: It's pretty funny. Hit dude in the face.
0: His shot was more than I, I am. Would have
1: done. I didn't really like the reaction, but I am also not someone that wants to limit someone's emotions on yeah on something. I like, uh, celebrate. Like, do what you me. want. Um, just because I didn't enjoy it doesn't mean everyone else is not going to enjoy it.
0: We ain't throwing a fifteen-yard penalty on that one. Hell
1: no. Nope. We're not about that. We want you to have fun. Have fun. However, you want to have
0: fun. Like that, he does the uh, the parkour off the tree again. <laughs> you see, he Turned actually back to the he Al-Jons. like
1: missed the hand, the high five, and smacked it in the face.
0: Uh, yeah, was that Ezra's brother? Oh, was it? <laughs> I saw some comment about because uh, it was like Ezra's high five that sort of like knocked him down, or I think he got tripped up on like uh, Hamas or Kyle Klein's <laughs> feet or something like that, and someone. Uh, On, like, Facebook commented about how I like how you like your uh, high five, like, brick wall got him after you knocked off, after he knocked off your brother's hat. And so (laughs) I have a feeling it might have been his brother.
1: Yeah. He definitely, like, smacked, smacked dude right in the face.
0: Hey, sometimes you just lose yourself for a minute.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was super amped, and that's a hell of an ace.
0: Yeah. 525 or something like that. 536 downhill. Mm
1: -hmm. It was crazy because, like, I was. Watching people warm up on Instagram, like Ezra threw that shot and it looked like, oh, that looks like an ace shot, the way he's throwing it. Mm-hmm. And then Hammis threw an onyx, like, at it. Okay. Like, directly at, like, a little yeah. turn and a little back. And I'm like, oh, that's an ace shot also. Like, this hole just wants <laughs> to be aced. So, I don't know. It's, like, definitely played a long way. Mm-hmm. Or it looked like it's a long hole.
0: Obviously a decent amount downhill, but enough, like... You think if you're just kind of spiking something downhill, it's not really going to skip up unless it's just, I guess, like hard pan, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's going to kind of either knife in or just kind of like duff.
1: It's either it's either these guys throw way further than they did last year. Sure. Not way. Yeah. But further.
0: Yeah, or just angle control and it's yeah. coming in and it's still kind of smooth and skipping. Because they
1: were throwing them and they were like kind of standing up. Yeah. Like It wasn't like a pure spike, really.
0: I've only seen that hole from that shot.
1: Yeah, I saw there were a lot of the pros were doing the Instagram videos of it. Okay. Um leading up to the event.
0: Yeah, picturesque. Yeah, I think, I
1: think Paige even threw from the I think it's the ladies have a different tee pad mm-hmm. and she was throwing her passion.
0: Nice. On it. So, I'm curious how much the passion is going to get thrown this year by her and others cuz it seemed like Ezra was liking that glow run too.
1: It seems more stable than it feels. At least when they throw okay. it. Okay. Like, when I watch them throw it, I'm like, ah, oh, that, look, like, that looks kind of stable. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, it'll turn a little bit, but, like, so will T-Bird or something if you throw that's it right the same way.
0: It's useful having something that'll turn just a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you get that straight shot.
1: Yeah, we were talking about, I have a a force in my bag that, like, wants to flip up early. Like, it flips really fast, but then, like, it fades a lot. Yeah. And me and Jerry were talking about how it's not really a disc we use, like, we look for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, yeah, I look for a disc that, like, has, like, it's super high-speed stable, but really low-speed, like, not unstable, like, straight. Yeah. Just, like, I want a disc that it's you can torque-resistant, basically. Yeah, you just throw it as hard as you can, and it'll just go dead straight. Yeah. Which is almost impossible
0: almost impossible and for the most part different for everybody but you know enough of us throw throw similarly yeah that, that you could like, get
1: it i found it in very specific discs for specific like short amount of short amount of time yeah like a pfn t-bird for a while was really well, that's straight. the problem
0: too you find that money disc and you're just going to use it a ton and now it's a little flippy
1: yeah and now it's flippy and then you try to find yeah. something to replace it and it's not exactly the same because yeah every disc is different. Mm-hmm. No matter what the flight numbers say, I don't even really like flight numbers that much to a degree.
0: It would be interesting to come in and like reflight number every single disc on your own. Like I like how infinite does it where it's kind of crowdsourced. Yeah. Flight numbers. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But you would yeah, have really to like almost that. do it like run by run. You know what I mean? Like it's it would so, have to be. Yeah.
1: And like, even on some of these big runs, some of them are dummy and some of them aren't. And, Sometimes yep. the plastic just varies like there's a little bit of color shift in this one plastic or something and it
0: like uh mint numbers all their runs.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: And then uh this is RPM has like the the time stamp. It has yep. the month and the year. Mm-hmm. And I like that a customer asked the other day is like do you have any Kotares that are like august 2021 and i went and looked through and we actually have a bunch of march ones but uh like damn that's clever i really like mm-hmm. that that's
1: a really good idea
0: so both of those it's, it makes it a lot easier to find you know those replacement discs yeah mint
1: i'm not sure i haven't looked at it in a while but like a year ago they had like a a database okay. on their website and so, kind of
0: like describing the flight
1: um yeah and like the more of the dominess and the plastic yeah of like this run was dummy yeah. plastic looked like this. It was translucent or it was pearly or blah, blah, blah. So
0: that's smart. And like, yeah. I know infinite for a long time was doing, I picture it. I think they probably still do it. I, I pictured on the Pharaohs that they were like run five, run seven. Yep. And they would say how many were in there too. Uh, like,
1: millennium too. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah, 1. Like 1. 1.2, 1 yeah. 1.3. And then they're like, when the mold changes, when they have to get a new mold, it'll become two point something. Okay. So they 1.1, I'm pretty sure it's when I was looking up Scorpius's. That's what I remember reading.
0: I've heard different things too on like how long a mold will last.
1: I've heard different things because there's different materials molds are made out of.
0: Sure. From what I understand, it's just two, I think. It's like, is
1: it just steel and aluminum? I
0: think it is steel and aluminum. And I don't know. I feel like it's worth, I could be talking like way out of my ass here, but like <laughs> I feel like it's worth the price increase to have that consistency. And I yeah. think it's, like, triple the price, roughly, and we're talking, like, I don't know. Some of this information I probably just shouldn't share because <laughs> it's not my information to share. But Yeah. Got some intel. I yeah. think it's worth the price increase, basically.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those things that's hard to... You really got to break down the math and, like, also, like, have done it enough to sure. know whether... Like how long a mold lasts.
0: Yeah. How much do you believe in the mold? You know, yeah. it's like, okay, this is a really understable mid that I think people will like, but are we going to run through a million of them in the next mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years? Or are we going to run through like 23,000 of them?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is it going to be a destroyer? Yeah. Or is it going to be a
0: destroyer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a Daedalus.
0: Yeah, or like the groove, you know, like the yeah, I,
1: the grooves are good.
0: They're not running. I don't think grooves or monarchs anymore.
1: Yeah, kind of. Because why would you? Like, nobody yeah. buys them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I'm sure there's a population that likes it. Yeah, but there's, there's a also, population that likes everything. Yeah, so hopefully there's enough to use discs to satiate them for a while.
1: But you can, dude. I bet you can still go to like Walmart and find a groove.
0: <laughs> Certain now, ones. I might go on the hunt. <laughs> Somebody I think it was in Merced, and like somebody was swearing by the groove, interesting, Sorry, man, and he like wasn't a bad player, yeah, it's like I don't know high m two, low m one, like maybe like competent enough, yeah. but just loved the groove,
1: yeah, man, there's some people
0: like some interesting
1: feeling discs,
0: they had the flight numbers, right, it's the same flight numbers as a strike, they knew there was demand for that, <laughs> and like it easily could have been the next great thing as far as like putting those grooves in there. Yeah. And I guess you got it. I don't know. Maybe they like, obviously they go through testing at some point of like, all right, let's do, you know, a run of 500 of these Mm -hmm. or even just, you know, 20. I don't know how much they produce for like a brand new disc like that. Someone at end of his level, um, you know, and it had to have passed some level of like, yeah, let's do this. I have
1: no clue. Sounds fun though.
0: Yeah, dude, trying and, trying and stuff like that. Like that's what I know we've talked about it on, on here before, but it's probably been like dozens of episodes. But you need to keep trying new random stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like look at the rask. Yeah. You know, or the berg. Yeah, both of them. Dude, the berg is so popular.
1: It's crazy popular.
0: Yeah, and it has like the biggest it's not a thumb track because that's patented, but like the or groove top because that's patented too. It's got the big old lip. I don't know yeah, which one to call they, it.
1: Uh, they call it something.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they do. I want
1: to say they call it a thumb track but it's CK that, rather yeah. than just a C. <laughs> so I think Innova's a thumb track with no K.
0: Dude, straight up a dose destroyer.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Innova's is thumb track with like just a C at the it end. It is. Yeah, for sure. And that's just wording. Okay. Like and so they call it a thumb track.
0: I wonder if thumb track like with the K wasn't patentable. Maybe. You know. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's just a description. They like throw <laughs> okay. that K out of there. Throw that K out. No, it's a slap brand. A TM on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just yeah. be like, I right, swap so, it for a K, and we're TMing in that one.
1: The Berg's fame, or like the the thing about the Berg that's most popular is it has this thumb track, yeah, on the top, but on the bottom they claim it's like it's not not that it's not there; it's just a lot smaller mm-hmm. feeling than the top is. So,
0: well, like the end of a when you can't feel it at all, it's a much smaller thumb track, but you don't feel it on the underside. No. Yeah, but there's is yeah, there's, there's is a huge, big like mold difference. Yeah. I think we, yeah, people um, people know, but there's one right here. Yeah, trying not to That's break a, anything.
1: That's a a leaf Swinson, leaf Swinson.
0: Yeah, people know we can insert one, you know, in the graphics mm-hmm. too. But yeah, you, I mean, like you don't you don't really feel it on that underside. There's a little bit of a yeah. Ridge.
1: But I remember them talking about it. How like you can you don't feel it on the bottom at all. Yeah, And how big it is. But Interesting like, disc though.
0: As little glide as possible, just about, right?
1: Yeah. Mikey Arousa the other day I was trying to tell me the world distance record was 300 feet with one.
0: Yeah, I just find that so hard to believe.
1: And I threw one, and I didn't get any good throws off with it. I threw the first one, and I like, had never thrown one before. So I threw it, and I'm like, oh, definitely gets a lot less glide. Yeah. But I didn't come away from thinking like I couldn't get a 300. Yeah, It just might take me a little bit to learn like the right angles to throw it on.
0: That's one I'd like to spend more time with, honestly. I know Sam tried to bag one for a minute and I just remember I think throwing it once on a forehand and it it couldn't handle all the torque. No. Which is which was an unreasonable ask, but I felt like I had heard that at that point. This is probably a year and a half ago. And I felt like people were saying it can handle all the torque in the world and it just goes dead straight and it just drops. Mm-hmm. And I think it handles it like a very reasonable amount of torque yeah. and probably does go straight and drop. But I don't know. For some reason, I didn't feel like I had that hole in my bag, but it's it's something that just keeps popping up everywhere about people loving it.
1: To me, I feel like I would like it for backhand upshots.
0: Yeah, it's so deep for that little touch forehand. Yeah, and I just
1: have the harp there, and I just have mm-hmm. it kind of dialed. But backhand upshots, I have a weird spot because I don't want to use my throwing putters or or my because I go a little far. The, yeah, the Luna Big Z Luna. And I don't want to use my putting putters because I don't want to beat them up.
0: Is the harp just a little too overstable for that? Yeah. Okay.
1: For me, unless I beat, I have some beat up ones that I could, that I used to throw in that roll.
0: Or if there's just room to work, like I'm just tossing the harp out on I'm a little, little baby right. hyzer. Yeah.
1: If it's, if there's room to work, I'm probably throwing a forehand. Yeah. It's for like the straighter kind of approach shots. Right now I just throw a Luna.
0: I wonder on like the same exact power of like a 60% power, you're 130 out and just want to go forehand harp. Like, what, how different is the flight of the harp versus the Berg for like that straight forehand shot? Or where would you mix that in? Yeah. You know, at some point. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Shorter shots, probably shots that like maybe need to hold left longer yeah that makes sense
0: it's just you just kind of want it to drop Mm -hmm. you want to be able to throw it roughly the same power but no it's not quite going to go as far would be my guess
1: yeah i just part of me i don't want to i already feel like i carry too many discs yeah i don't really want to add another one even if it would help my game, <laughs> yeah, because I don't think it should. I don't think adding a disc would help your game truly.
0: So here's one: How many did you carry last weekend, and how many did you use? Oh, like rough guess, you know? Because I think I'm carrying probably like twenty four ish, with like three or four water discs I'm just probably in
1: case. Carrying like twenty eight, yep. I carry a little bit more. So basically, like all my drivers I didn't use, other than one. I used a force for some forehands, but other than that, I didn't use anything over a flare.
0: Oh, dude, I had to. We were <laughs> it was second round. I was playing with Arouza and uh, William Ling, and it's so hard not to call you Spencer. Um, and it was like every hole I was throwing a destroyer just about because <laughs> like I needed all the club I could get last weekend. Yeah, I, I took th- so many different routes.
1: I threw a Zeus on one hole yeah on a 15a
0: what about like 10 purple 10 going up and over purple 10
1: i do not go up and over what do you do forehand
0: i did that for the first time ever because i couldn't i knew i couldn't get up and over
1: i love the forehand i threw it awful but i just throw the mm. exact same forehand that i throw to the short a like a little tighter on the right and with a mm-hmm. faster disc yeah and that's and basically what i did and i get to 25 20 a lot and i'm yeah. like that's cool with me way less danger for him from my I, I've never actually made it over top and like been in the circle so yeah like I I don't throw hive heisers very well
0: so I was thinking Jared keeps saying that too about himself he's like I don't really like big spike hyzers I,
1: I hate them I'm not good at them yeah I, I, if I could throw them I would love to I get most of my power power like low though yeah I'm more like Calvin I guess sure. not nearly as good but None of us are. No, <laughs> it's like four <laughs> really people bad. can claim that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, so UC had an article oh, in the Ulti world. Nice. Uh, they interviewed him talking about the euro kind of coming over and how come we haven't seen it. Maybe not how come, but like, will, will we see a 1050 rated uh, euro player? It's
0: like basically win because it's inevitable. Uh huh.
1: And one of the things he brought up was, like how he basically, he, I don't even, I don't know if he did the math in his head or not, because I was just reading this article, but he came up with there's a 10, in 2020, there was a 1050 rated player for every 17,750 PDGA players.
0: Nice. And, I don't think he did that in his head. <laughs> no, I don't either.
1: And in the same year, there were only 3,300 PDGA numbers in Finland. Okay. So, like, so of just course, there's another
0: 14,000 golfers in yeah, Finland. Yeah, exactly.
1: That was yeah. kind of his point, and he was a uh, pretty. It's
0: crazy th- that there's that few in Finland.
1: Yeah, for how big their like crowds are and stuff.
0: Yeah, like I mean, you know, throw in throw in Sweden and you know a lot of the rest of Europe, and I'm curious how the numbers stack up. But yeah, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're talking about a lot of things, like, uh, will Euro start spending time? in the off season somewhere else to train more
0: yeah look at simon's the example
1: well yeah but apparently a bunch of them are spending time in Mijas, spain okay um there's where there's a disc golf park uh, yep. course there mm-hmm. and apparently they've been hanging out there but he said nice. there's not truly a great off season home yet because like even there there's only one course i think
0: spain doesn't sound bad
1: nah spain and that sounds pretty sweet. i think
0: i could spend my winters there you know yeah. if i had to if yeah i had to
1: Taking little siestas every day.
0: Nice, dude. I'm in. Yeah, that's right. cool. That's an interesting moving OTB article. to Spain.
1: Yeah, it was a really cool article. It was basically just uh, they have that European reopen series. Yeah, and it was just another part of that.
0: And so when is does is that's running like the whole season? I
1: don't know. I've seen two articles about it. One was just introducing all the Euros coming over, mm-hmm. and then one was this UCR interview. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool though. I I enjoyed it. Ulti World's doing some cool. There's some news people breaking out. Ulti World, yeah, that green splatter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out of Utah. Oh,
0: well, that's right. I saw him in our DMs again, and you answer all that. But I'll get like emails, and I'll look through our promotions or social emails, and uh, I saw him, and he it was asking something. I forget what it was. I was like, "Yeah, who was that?" I knew it was someone obviously that you were talking to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, another news source.
1: hmm Another news source. Seems to be writing um both like news and like takes. Mm-hmm. Like what okay. uh, opinion pieces. Um mm-hmm. uh, seems to be doing it every day also, which is dope. Nice. Consistency I is I think huge. he's a college kid, but I'm not positive on that.
0: Dude, there's such a gap in like obviously Alterworld's World's killing it, but there's there's room for ten, you yeah. know, news sources yeah, there's, easily.
1: There's room for 10 like where they just like do like what I don't even know what you call it like some of the sports illustrated pieces and stuff yeah. like that where they're big like long
0: form. Is that op-ed? Is that like
1: Yeah, maybe. The, yeah. I'm not sure. Big editorials. Yeah, big editorials like there's room for like that like covering players and and stuff. And then there's also room for like the news and the business side and Yeah. So, you can go a million different ways. Right now everything's fo- focused around player contracts.
0: True. And it it's seems. interesting and it's what's gonna get the clicks and it's good for outside to come in. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like if you're if you're trying to start that career right now, mm-hmm. there's there are some opportunities.
1: Uh Green Splatter interviewed um what's his face? AJ Risley. Okay, nice. Yeah, they're like, What happened to AJ Risley? Let him tell you yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there's, like, you look at, like, a Brian Earhart, too, who's finding a different avenue than just competing professionally on mm-hmm. tour. Yep. There's yeah, a there's lot gonna, of different ways to make it.
1: There's going to be more and more jobs in disc golf, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Or, like, a Nate Perkins still competing on tour. Mm-hmm. Played last weekend at Wintertime.
1: Christine Jennings. Yeah. Another one. She does a lot of common, I guess it's commentary, like coverage, like in-round coverage. Yep.
0: Yeah. Or, like, Hannah Macbeth. Yep, Hannah. You know, and she's like, hey, I'm going to be on tour. You know, Mm -hmm. why not? I've got a great opportunity to tour and travel with Paul, and she could compete. She's good. Yeah. She's really good. And that's so that's like, it's a tough choice, and I think it's probably some of the same stuff that Perkins is going through, Mm -hmm. where he knows, like, he's at that, you know, that echelon where he can compete. He's not maybe, like, the name that people are picking every weekend, same with Hannah, but, like, can clearly compete. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, choosing at, at some events over others to to hit a different avenue.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of, I mean, Draymond Green right now. Yeah. um, And his time off or when he's hurt, hops on TNT and goes and does that. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that you'll see, you're seeing more and more of in all sports. Yeah. And disc golf being where it's at, like the growth, there's going to be players trying to Pick their niche that mm-hmm. they want to – because, like, playing is great and all, and everyone loves playing, but you have a finite career.
0: Sure, you have a like, finite career, and it's, in a sense, gambling mm-hmm. because you're not guaranteed yep. every time. You know, So this sets your floor pretty yeah. pretty high.
1: Mm-hmm. It's – and it's not something – it's not, like – it's kind of a weird segue, but, like, uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Maybe retiring, it's rumors he's retiring from football to be a Twitch streamer.
0: Yeah, solid wide receiver. Apparently, he's really good at Madden. Nice.
1: But, like, the physical, like, football's much worse. But, like, the physical harm your body goes through in playing any sport and, like, maintaining it, the repetitive actions you do over and over again, Mm -hmm. it hurts you long term. So, if you can make money outside of that while still being able to do it to some regard... Yeah. Um would be awesome. Like Nate like I think what Nate Perkins does is pretty cool cuz he picks and chooses when he plays. Yeah. He has multiple avenues he could go if or not if cuz everyone's career ends, but when his career ends, he can go like 12 different ways right now. There's yeah. a million ways he can go.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, he's already announcing. Yeah. And doing that. And, and He's already an, an agent, agent like representing players.
1: Um so he can go a lot of different ways. Sexton's kind of like that too.
0: Yeah, so Nate just signed with, or is working under Schaefer. Yep. Uh, which is sponsoring what was, I think, dang it. It's not Jones. It might be Jonesboro, but it's called LWS. LWS Open now.
1: Uh, That's Idlewild.
0: Idlewild. Yep. Yep. Who is, there was no sponsor for that before. I don't think don't so. No like title event.
1: Because it's played it again as Jonesboro. Yeah. I think, yeah, LWS is Idlewild.
0: Yeah, and that's cool. Blake, mm-hmm. uh, Blake Schaefer, good dude. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of ways to go, and agents are going to be huge.
0: hmm absolutely.
1: Like, baseball's going through a labor dispute right now. Yeah. And they have, like, one of the most powerful unions ever.
0: And so that's the, the lockout is owner.
1: Owner-initiated. hmm They haven't... Re- returned a a deal basically they've been negotiating and the players keep coming forward with deals and the owners
0: nah nah nah
1: nah. nah, I'm good. so
0: that's they're basically like obviously it comes down to money and they're trying to pay less but such an interesting sport to do it in because it's the one basically that hasn't had a salary cap yeah it doesn't have a salary cap it has so are they trying to institute one
1: no i don't think so
0: They just want like all contracts to go down by 25% or something. I don't know
1: what it is exactly. A lot of it has. So a lot of it for the player side has to do with arbitration and Mm -hmm. what's called, uh, damn, I'm gonna get it wrong. Um, super, uh, dang it. Basically it's a player like when the very, 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 very elite prospects are super two is what's called a super two player. um, they keep them down in the minor leagues for like mm. seven to to eight extra months in order to keep their service time down. It's called manipulating service time. Okay. And they they manipulate their service time in order so they can't become a free agent until like a whole year later when they're like 27 years old or 26 years old. Yeah. Know, it depends on when you graduate or whatnot. mm mm-hmm. But a lot of these players get like screwed like yeah. out of millions of dollars. And then there's the whole minor league pay, which is another big. So low. It's the one guy, there's people all over the internet are right now showing their minor league salaries. And it's like yeah. 11 grand for the whole year,
0: which is wild.
1: Because I, I was a bat boy for a minor league team in the early, like 2004 to 2007. And those players are there at five hours before the game. And two hours after the game, every day. Mm -hmm. And they're not short games. They're not short games. They're getting paid well less than minimum wage. The problem
0: is, it's not giant revenue either. Mm -hmm.
1: What, What you do is, what you say though, is it is because this is the product that, like you're making a product right now. Yes. You are.
0: It's raw materials
1: essentially. Yeah, basically. Yep. You're paying for raw materials in order to hopefully turn them into... Yeah, which sounds really track. terrible. I don't want to commoditize like human.
0: No, but but it's, like it's
1: sort of. Like if you want good baseball players, like really, really, really elite baseball players, you need a minor league system. Mm-hmm. Either that, or you're going to turn college, or like overseas.
0: Yeah, and it's different than basketball and, and football because people mature quicker for the sport. So, yeah, it's, in m- that
1: in baseball, it's so much about like pitch recognition and learning how to hit and like pitchers you get you can be a 35 year old pitcher and be really good yeah and you get crafty and like you can get young quarterbacks hitters out
0: you can do that a little bit too
1: yeah 100 percent. but quarterbacks also get the job right away
0: but like running backs are great at 21 to 25 mm-hmm. and 28 you know yeah. and then they get 30 and you're like oh you know this is this is old for a running back yep where hitters they're mostly breaking into the league if you're, you know, not the top, top tier at like what, 26?
1: Like 23, 24 yeah. uh, for if you're pretty good. And then there's dudes that are breaking the league at 31. Yeah. Like it's not often, but it does happen. In baseball, you you reach as a hitter, you reach your peak physical performance and you're like 27.
0: Yeah. When you look at disc golf right now and we've got Kyle Kleins that are, you know, playing while they're in high school yep. and competing and sure you could argue easily that he's, you know, the anomaly, but it's, it's crazy how young our sport is getting. And it's similar to golf, I guess, in the sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously you had tiger go off early or, you know, you've got your Speeths and Dustin Johnson's where I feel like it's more early, you know, twenties. I think our sport is it, it, uh, lends itself to a younger superstar than mm-hmm. traditional golf?
1: I think it might be because putting's a little easier. Sure. Than, and also being bendy in disc golf helps. Sure, yeah. The yep. bendy, you, the more like flexion you have in your upper your thoracic spine, the better you are at throwing things.
0: I got no rotation last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like, like uh, what's his face? Seth talks about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have good mobility in your thoracic your upper spine, or else you're not gonna be able to throw a disc far. That's true. So like when you're sixteen, you got all the mobility in the world and you're eighteen and long and lanky, you start filling out. Yeah. Like as olds.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the prime of your disc golf career will end up being when we have another hundred years of data. You know, I'm yeah. guessing like twenty three to like thirty. But obviously, you know, look at like how old's Paul right now?
1: Thirty one, thirty two, maybe. Yeah.
0: And it like it's hard to say that he's not. it's hard it's hard to say that he's not past his prime, but it's also hard to say that he's not right in his frickin' prime right now, too yeah. still, you know, for another two, three, four years.
1: Yeah, and I also think we're of the age when athletes is prime are longer than ever.
0: Yes. I mean, look at Brady, look yeah. at LeBron.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, not even just those two, but like The Carmellos of the world, like sure sure, he's not what he once was, Mm -hmm. but he's still a solidly, solidly the middle of the NBA. Like he's not bad. Yeah. In football, like there's, there was a ton of people still killing it. Rogers and Roethlisberger and
0: I don't know how well he was. Yeah, he wasn't very good. But
1: the fact that even they're still competing at the ages they are, yeah. Technology,
0: understanding of nutrition, Weddle like
1: coming in, um.
0: Broke himself, still kept playing.
1: That peck was torn up. Yeah, you see the pictures? No, oh, all so bad. It was like bruised all (laughs) the way down his bicep.
0: Got that ring, though. He got that ring. He says he's never playing again. Yeah, I believe him. (laughs) He took a shot at the Chargers on the way out, too. Oh man, that's fine. Honestly, like that was a weird situation. Uh, when, when he left, he was getting he was still playing a lot on special teams, too. Like, he, he got worked. He played mm-hmm. so many snaps and wanted to get paid for what he had done, you know? And I don't blame him for for having that that thought. And he yeah. still had some good years left, but, like, our, our GM was not ready to pay him for, for what he had done. He wanted to pay him for what he was going to do still and thought that that was, you know, low. Part of
1: the issue with sports is you you get paid for what you did, but people want to pay you for what you're going to do.
0: Sure, I mean sort you of. need to prove it. So you yeah, have to so, have done something. So like Mike Trout
1: was getting paid nada. Yeah, I mean arbitration helps because baseball players go through a a weird thing where the team offers a contract and they say no, and then they go to like a court basically, mm-hmm. and then the court tells them fight. what they should. Pay. Basically, the players like I'm hella good, and the team's like No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then at the end, they're like the judge is like Ah, you owe four million dollars to this guy. Yeah. Um. So it's a little different, but Mike Trout should have been getting paid so much money yeah. early on. And they you see end up getting paid a bunch of money, but a lot of these people are really good. And then their body starts to break down and they're not as good. And They still haven't really got paid yeah. and they want a good contract for what they did. Yep. But everyone's like, well, you're not really going to be that good in the future. So it's hard to pay you for that.
0: It is tough. It is tough. You know, especially salary cap league. Yeah, Go, um, I know what you're going to do or I have a good idea what you're going to do in the next few years, and I just, I'm not going to pay mm-hmm. more than that.
1: Running backs really get screwed in the NFL right now.
0: That is, like, the easiest piece to look at. And, like, the Le'Veon Bell situation where he held out for a whole year yeah. and then didn't get paid that much and didn't mm-hmm. play that well, yeah. you know, after his time where he was killing it at yeah. the end of his contract in Pittsburgh. hmm
1: Yeah, so weird. Because I understand, I understand the player side of it more often than not. Sure, just being an athlete, I think, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand some of the ownership aspects of it. Like, yeah, like I understand paying someone the rookie contract or whatever, because that's what everyone does. Yep. But I also understand Le'Veon holding out. Even though, if it, I don't think that was his rookie contract, I think it was the second contract. Yeah, but I understand him holding out. But I also understand the ownership being like, yeah, you're not worth as much as you want. So we can find a good running back in the fifth round or Mm -hmm. so. It's really interesting. The whole dynamics.
0: And if you look at like the disc golf of it, at least you can move product with someone who's
1: not as good. Yeah. Like Simon's not competing as well as he did before. Sure. Still moves a ton of product.
0: Moves a ton of product and like, you know, great, great with social media, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Biggest name to ever come out of Europe. Yeah. Uh, And you, I think you have the feeling that he can compete at any time. Like obviously he had his injury history in the last like year and a half roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I'll take Simon any day for just, just purely play. Yeah. He's so good still. And yeah, like he went, you know, 14 or something probably in that draft. Maybe Mm -hmm. even a little
1: earlier. Yeah, I think a touch earlier than that. It was second round, I want to say. Yeah. I think he just has the potential to win at any point.
0: 100%.
1: I don't know when his last win was. I probably couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I just feel like it.
0: He just, he has the the skills. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. the the man can do anything with a disc or a Frisbee.
1: And he's so likable. I think that's another thing, too. Big time. Sometimes it's hard to get past how nice someone is.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, it does make it easier. Well, and again, that sells product.
1: Yeah. It does sell product. His, his like, uh, kindness is, like, genuine. Yeah. What you see on the camera is what you get in person. And it's not always like that with people. But with him, it's, like, 100% like, yep, that's who you are. Yeah. KJ was the same. KJ is exactly the same, yeah. Calvin's better in person, even. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i love somehow. his persona yeah his persona is great
0: and it's yeah i mean it's it's the same though it is the same he's more he's willing to open up i think a little more than than he was on camera mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's cool meeting all those guys and then we'll have him back
1: yeah excited for that all the fun things yeah excited for the net we're gonna get it too
0: true just got the radar
1: yeah, shout out to uh, Pocket Radar for sending hooking us up. We're going to order some too so you guys can uh we're going to try to coincide some things, I think. Nice. Drop it all when we make a video or something about oh, it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. So, we got to get someone else in on uh, filming now that we're losing Stanley and Greg. Yeah, we tour. do. Got to get somebody who's who's happy to be behind the camera and comfortable being behind the camera.
1: Kyle we're looking it's at you, Kyle. By. You got to do it. You don't have to do it, but got the
0: thumbs up from Stanley.
1: Yeah, we. we <laughs> Kyle can run the cameras. Yeah. Um, Iron Samurai's.
0: Oh yeah. Today. Yeah, we had a bunch of stuff. Iron Samurai's. We got our huge MVP restock. All those uh, Eclipse 2.0, NV and Proxy pre-orders. All the premium plastic, Nomad pre-orders. Some more mystery boxes. We had three pallets of MVP arrive yesterday. Yep. And then our uh, shop's full again. Yeah. The Iron Samurai two sold out in a couple minutes off our Iron Samurai two or three? Yeah. Yeah. This is the first one made in there. As of
1: four thirty P p. PM Eastern time on Wednesday, there were still two thousand on Dismania's website.
0: Yeah, which is cool. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure some part like I know UC says he wants to create, you know, ninety-five percent or ninety percent of what the total demand is so that it's still a sought after and sold out product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know if he has any weird feeling about it still being available or if he would prefer, you know, an instant sellout. But uh, I think it's cool to see it. they're not going to last that long. You no. know what I mean? They're not going to last for, for weeks or months or anything.
1: I think it's good to sell out things really fast initially, but I also think it's good to, have things in stock.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Obviously, these this is a limited run versus a stock offering. True. And so that's you know that's what we're talking about. I think specifically for these these limited runs is when his quote is true. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you want to have like stock C C line dd D threes be available consistently and constantly. And yeah, it it lends itself to that that question of, you know, how limited basically do you want the limited edition to be? Mm-hmm. And there there is some some not like intrigue, but there is some benefit to something selling out that quickly. It keeps yeah. that secondary market strong, which obviously they don't get like direct benefit from.
1: It's that's uh Supreme style of branding.
0: Sure. Yeah. To a to a lesser extent in the sense of those sell out like even quicker. Instantly. Yeah.
1: They also like the supply is super low. Exactly. They don't really have anything that has a high supply.
0: No, they're not going for ninety to ninety five percent of supply. They're going for like one percent of supply.
1: But also they didn't start that
0: way. Yeah, I don't know. I like I'm aware of the brand a little bit, but
1: it's mostly just a skateboard. Brand skateboard like culture street culture brand from yeah. New York City. It's been around forever. How long? I don't know. Early '90s, probably.
0: Okay. I was wondering when you said forever. I'm like,
1: like how how long? Supreme. Let's look it up.
0: Thirty is thirty is about the max of what I would have. Yeah. Been.
1: Most of those are established '94.
0: Okay. Yeah. So almost thirty now.
1: Yeah. New York City skateboarding hip hop culture by James Jebbia.
0: Okay, never heard of
1: him. No, now they have 14 locations. Two in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Milan, Paris, London, Berlin, three in Tokyo, Osaka, N- Nagoya, and Fukuoka.
0: So you just got a store that's got nothing in it. <laughs> yeah, sorry it all sold out. There's probably
1: a bunch of stickers and like the stock. Yeah. Black or white with the red it's Supreme the red shirt. Fire. Yeah. And then like if they come out with baseball bats.
0: And it's like a $300 shirt. Or, or a something. hammer. Yeah. I remember the hammer.
1: There's, they do every random things, man. Yeah. Coasters, hammers, bongs, like skateboards.
0: It's the opposite of like Walmart and Amazon. Yeah, 100%. Just like high volume, low profit, or like it's it's the exact opposite of Costco. It's mm-hmm. like apparently Costco really doesn't make much at all on the products. It's all in membership.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. It's like and very, food.
0: very small margins from what I understand. Yeah. And the food, like, even the food's really small. Margin. The food
1: is probably small margins. A lot of people buy their food, though, after they shop.
0: Yeah. I rarely do these days. I lived off that shit in college.
1: I, I just, I've never liked Costco and I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah. I'm all about it. And I, I think I just sure get why.
1: flustered in there by the lines and the. Lines I feel aren't too like. Bad. I feel like cattle when I'm in there.
0: That's fair. I feel like that in almost any like solidly set up grocery store these days. So it's like, like Winco, could, I guess. Yeah, Winco is definitely that that type of thing.
1: I just, I guess, I just don't go in those type of grocery grocery stores that much. Yeah, I go in like the Dollar sort of General like and
0: stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and i go to like the fruit market by my house
0: yeah or like a safeway save mart is the opposite they just have all their aisles yeah going. that's
1: what i'm used to for grocery mm-hmm. stores but like i go into costco and i'm like this is like i have to go that way and then yep. like the crowd's kind of pushing me that way anyways yeah and then how you do and keep it moving <laughs> yeah exactly like god damn i just want to sit here and look at this toy for a little bit
0: and you know what that's your right but <laughs> <Well>, thank <laughs> you you have that right
1: that's where me and mark bought the baby yodas
0: yeah, and a million shelves and bins. boxes, yeah. We've bought a lot from Costco as far as like the, the bulk of our supplies, not in like a usability kind of way like labels or anything, but like all of our bins are from Costco. Most of our shelving is from Costco. Mm-hmm. Got lucky there that it just fit well. Yeah. They had the right dimensions essentially to make it work. Mm-hmm.
1: And they had a lot of them until now. And now market the company that makes the the actual shelves up and hoping to get them delivered from them. Yeah. So
0: yeah, we need more shelving. That's <laughs> great. All right. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Buy humans, go throw discs at things and hopefully yeah. it goes where you're aiming this time. I know it didn't last time, but it's gonna be okay.
1: Throw it in the chains.